Guys, help me welcome First Guardian Security Services onto the show. My buddy Jerry Forst and his team at First Guardian Security Services, they offer home residential security services. And here's the great thing. You're going to get almost $2,500 worth of free equipment. And you're not going to have to wait a week or two weeks or a month for them to come do the installation. You're going to get installed today or tomorrow. If you'll call them today, the phone number is 769-823-0034, or you can check them out online at myfirstguardian.com. As a new First Guardian Security Services customer, here's what you're going to get at no cost to you today. New customers get a free alarm system with a video door camera, an outside door camera, window, door sensors, and a motion sensor and free installation. There is a one-time activation fee, but the equipment is free. Hey, look, also, you're going to get a lifetime warranty on the whole system. So if you ever have any problems, they're going to come right out and take care of it. And if that's not enough, how about saving 20% on your homeowner's insurance, depending on your insurance company? That's right. That security system from these guys will save you 20% on your homeowner's insurance. But wait, there's more. How about same and next day installation available too? You can't beat that. Decide you want it. They're going to be out there today or tomorrow with your brand new home security system, getting it installed and getting you secure today. So let's recap. That's a free security system valued at $2,250 that includes a doorbell camera, an outside camera, window and door sensors, as well as a motion sensor with free installation from First Guardian Security Services. Give Jerry Forrest a call today at 769-823-0034. Jerry's a great guy. I've worked with him for years in the car business. He's been doing this for quite a few years now. You're going to have a great personal contact that you'll be able to have a personal relationship with. So if you have any problems, you can give Jerry a call. He'll get them situated for you. Again, his phone number, 769-823-0034. Three, four. You can shop them online today for all the information at myfirstguardian.com. That's myfirstguardian.com. Woo! You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts right now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am an exhausted Clay Edwards. Just ran up the stairs from the parking lot. Never have I left my house a second later than 6.15. Your boy did not wake up till 6.17 this morning. No more. I'm banning them. No more wireless phone chargers in my bedroom. <laughs> from now on, it will be a hardwired. And it will, it will be confirmed that it's charging. But fret none, I made it. I woke up. It was a little light outside. I said to myself, you sure do feel mighty rested to have not gone to bed till 1130 when you had to wake up at 530. And apparently an extra 47 minutes of sleep goes a long way in the mornings. But I did also find out that when, uh, the God, when God is shining down on you, you can make it here in time. So anyway, as I catch my breath, 
I get my computer screen all pulled up here. Hope everybody's having a great Monday morning. I was literally sitting down when it said award-winning podcaster and hit the buttons. I didn't think I would actually show up without a second to spare, but indeed I did. Hope everybody's having a good day. Y'all bear with me for a second as I get my, my notes all pulled up here. Hope everybody had a good weekend. I did, but the Brandon Christmas Parade Friday night was great. I saw Pearl did their Saturday night too. I wasn't able to attend, but I did see a bunch of the videos. A shout out to the Freaks of Nature guys, the mini truck club. I saw they had their club with Christmas trees in the back of it and stuff. You know, I have a soft spot, soft spot in my heart for mini trucks, low riders, all that stuff. That is my jam for sure. That is my jam. Let's see here. Uh, pull up the notes. But yeah, we ended up at Burgers Blues Barbecue. I, I actually missed the everything but the tail end of the parade because I was here with Kim Wade doing his show and got back there and man, traffic. I'm not complaining at all. It is what it is when it's a parade and they have to close down downtown. But um, traffic, so I had to get off at 18 and come around the back way to downtown. And of course, they had the Christmas, the Christmas lights, you know, the amphitheater, that area, the big Christmas light show, they, they're doing City of Lights. That creates a lot of extra traffic. So anyway, it took me a while, but we finally got to Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, and had a grand old time with uh, some of our good friends. Shout out to my old buddy Chip and his wife, Johnny and Kendy, the whole crew there, enjoyed everybody. Met a really nice lady named Kim. Sat down, had a few drinks with us. Good folks. Let's see here. Man, I was sh- speaking of Pearl, I made a video about this yesterday. Shout out to Jake Wyndham and the Pearl crew over there, the board of city of Al- board was it board of aldermen, the board of aldermen, uh, Dean Scott. I don't know if Dean had anything to do with it. It'll be up to him to enforce it. <laughs> But a shout out to all them, man. Pearl has officially crowned itself the FAFO capital of Mississippi. Well, maybe unofficially crowned themselves. I'm I'm crowning them the FAFO capital of Mississippi. And thankfully for Brandon, Pearl is there as like as a buffer for us. Ain't no doubt about it. They um, you know, they've been using traffic camera lights and whatnot for a while now to keep Pearl safe. And now they have added something. You know, all of us out there, all of us good folks that pay our car insurance. You know, frankly, having to have uninsured motorists is what makes our car insurance so expensive. And it's it's not fair. You know, I'm not a life ain't, you know, I get it. Life ain't fair. But Jim Bob and Tyrone and anybody else that wants to ride around without insurance, could total out my vehicle. And they may lose theirs too, but that's the price you pay to play the game. And then it makes my insurance go up because they totaled out my vehicle. Because I had to use my uninsured motorist, or if they didn't total out, even if they just wrecked it. Well, Pearl has now got some cameras to help crack down on these, these people. Here's the story from WJTV. Now that I've caught my breath. My goodness, I work out too. I shouldn't be that tired 
running up one flight of stairs. It's because I'm jacked up on coffee, too. Pearl, Mississippi, WJTV. The city of Pearl has partnered with Securix, Mississippi to use existing traffic camera, to use existing traffic safety cameras to end, I'm sorry, I can't read this morning, to read license plates that will verify if a vehicle has insurance. This is great. Leaders said potential violations will be verified by a Pearl police officer, good God-fearing folks, and a ticket will be mailed to the offender. The Pearl Board of Aldermen approved the program, which will start December 1st, 2023. So today is the 4th. This has already started. Do not ride through Pearl without automotive insurance. Quote, our goal is to protect drivers in our city, including making sure every vehicle has auto insurance, which is what our state law requires, said Pearl Mayor Jake Wyndham. Our police officer, a great guy, by the way. I ran into Jake in our haircut the other day. Talked to him for 20 minutes. Says, quote, our police officers respond to accidents every day that involve an uninsured driver. Uninsured drivers are placing an undue burden on people following the law and lead to higher insurance rates for everyone. Let's see here. A little bit more. Since 2001, Mississippi has a law requiring all automobile owners to have a minimum liability insurance. Pearl leaders said, violators, (laughs) regulators, mount up, says violators, We'll have three options to address the citation for my 90s for my nineties folks out there. Um, one, agree to a diversion program, which will include significantly reduced fine, participation in a short online course, committing to get insurance and not reoffend, avoiding license suspension and keeping the citation off their driving record. Now, I assume that is the one that 9,999% will go with. Then, of course... There are the uh, knuckleheads out there. Let's see, uh, option two, eject the opportunity to utilize the diversion program and instead appear in court to challenge the citation. That is the one that most knuckleheads will choose. And three, if the driver believes the citation has been issued in error, they can provide proof the vehicle had insurance on the date of the citation, on the date the citation was issued. And in that case, the police department will void the citation and make sure insurance lists an update to reflect it as a insured vehicle. Now, I can hear the knuckleheads now back to option two. Eject the opportunity to utilize the diversion program and instead appear in court to challenge the citation. These are people who know well, no good and well, they ain't had no insurance. They know dang well it was expired. And they was trying to see what this is going to get. This is going to get those people. They like to Photoshop their insurance cards. This is going to get those people. You know, these insurance these these insurance cards are good for a couple months. You know, some some two, some three, some four, some six. What this is going to do is those people who pay that who just pay that premium for one month, and then drop their insurance so they got that card for six months. Just gonna, just, just gonna run interference on that program. They ought to do this everywhere, because they're breaking the law, breaking rules when necessary. They're breaking the law, and it's costing all of us money. I'd like to get your thoughts on this six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two guns and gear text line. Albeit my phone is barely charged seven six nine. 241-1944. I'm going to try to get it charged up here during the find somewhere to plug it in during the break. 
601-879-0002 is the phone line. 769-241-1944 is the Guns and Gear text line. You know, I was thinking about it last night or yesterday when I was making the video, and I kind of said it in there, and the video is available on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search at SaveJXN. And I can hear people now. I can hear the habitual offenders of this now who don't think I ain't got to have no insurance. These are the same people who said we should all have to get a jab so they can feel safe. Well, I mean, look, I'm going to need you to get car insurance so I can feel safe. Ball's in your court now, Hoss. I'm going to need you to have good, full coverage insurance. Not even liability. I think I think everybody should have to have full coverage insurance. But that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I get it. I mean, after a certain age, after a certain while, maybe not, whatever, but just put yourself into a bind. Now you got to pay for a car. Because if you're paying notes on your vehicle, most banks, I can't imagine there's anyone that don't even buy here, pay here lots, require you have full coverage insurance. And they usually have somebody that works there, and it's their full-time job to call every month and make sure you have insurance. Or to make sure your insurance company is sending over Proof of insurance to them. Let's check the text message machine here real quick. Unknown texture says, problem will be they'll issue tickets to the registered owner and not who was open, who was operating the vehicle at the time of the citation. Yeah, I, I imagine that's going to be one of the issues they're going to have to work through. I did, I did consider that. But on the flip side, if your car ain't got insurance, don't let somebody else drive it or vice versa. If you, uh, if a car don't have insurance and you're borrowing it or it's the kid or whatever, avoid Pearl. Avoid Pearl. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. Get this show on the road. Hey, coming up, top of hour two, 8.07 a.m. When we come back from the top of the hour break, I'm going to have my good buddy from 247 Sports, Steve Robertson, on the phone. Right? We're probably not going to talk sports. I might be able to twist his arm a little bit about the college football playoff stuff, but... He's going to be telling about his telling us about his new book about battling addiction, drugs, and alcohol uh, called When the Bottom Falls. Steve's written three or four books now. Great guy up there in Starkville, Mississippi. He is a true Starkvillian, as he calls them. So he'll be here, or on the phone anyway, top of hour two. So stay tuned for that. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show, live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Guys, I talked about Burgers, Blues, Barbecue in the first segment there, so I figure I might as well just just stay on that topic for one second here and tell you about their holiday catering packages. You can check those out online at burgersblues.com. Hey, look, smoked hams, smoked butts, they got it all, hamburger packages, they can custom design stuff for you. Check out burgersblues.com. They can handle five to 5,000 people. They got two food trucks. They got you taken care of, man. They've also um, they've got some cool stuff coming up here, too. Let me pull this up real quick, and, I, and, I, and we'll move on. I know I've talked about them a lot this morning, but they're good folks. They got a really cool thing coming up. Click here to book Santa. They got Saturday, December 16th. They've got breakfast with Santa 
and the Grinch. That's right. Breakfast with Santa and the Grinch. They're doing it on Saturday, December 16th at 8 a.m. and 9.15 at the Brandon location. It's the one with the big patio in downtown Brandon. Super cool. And I saw on Facebook, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but I think it's this Wednesday. I will confirm and mention it one more time. But this Wednesday at the Flowood location, I think they have lunch with the Grinch, or maybe it's breakfast with the Grinch. I'll confirm. But all kind of fun stuff. More to the story, check out their website, burgersblues.com. Keep up with what's going on. Follow them on Facebook. They have three different Facebook pages, Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, Flowood, Madison, Brandon. each, Each store has its own Facebook page. And they will keep you posted there. And uh, look, if you got to have a holiday party, consider Burgers, Blues, Barbecue for that. We're having the Clay Edwards Show Christmas Party, second annual Clay Edwards Show Christmas Party, Wednesday, December 20th, 6 p.m. at the downtown Brandon location. Everybody's invited, no cover charge, but I'm not supplying you free drinks or food either. It's going to be every person for themselves financially, but it's a great time to get together, meet some of the meet some like-minded individuals, and uh, kind of ring in a... Uh, Good holiday season there as everybody starts to clock off for the week around that Wednesday, except folks in retail, of course. So uh, get out to Burgers Blues Barbecue today. Try one of their great blue plate lunches. I'll tell you the special real quick, and we'll get back to the show. Today's blue plate, of course, is they have hamburger steak every day. And today's uh, additional special is chicken fried chicken. You get two sides of that, mashed potatoes. Actually, you get uh, your choice of two sides. I think it's mashed potatoes. Green beans and potato salad. You may get all three with that. I don't know. No, no. You get two, 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 uh, two sides, and you can add a third side. So you can also add dessert. So, all right. Back to the guns of your text line. Um, Mayor Wyndham did chime in on the insurance stuff, and he said, uh, "Insurance goes with the vehicle, even if owner is not driving. The owner is in violation." And to me, that makes perfect sense. If you own a vehicle. You you own the responsibility of keeping it insured. So, uh, you know, if they now, and the, and the ticket will go to the owner. I guess, you know, like, in, in, unless, um, and, and that, this is a different scenario because this would happen anywhere. If somebody gets pulled over driving a vehicle, like a non-vehicle owner gets pulled over driving a vehicle, and they don't have insurance, since they had, since they were the licensed person in the vehicle, I guess you could give them the ticket. I, I don't know. I, look, one thing I have kept over the years is insurance. So I, I, it's one of the few things I can't speak from a personal place of experience on in when I'm discussing traffic violations. So keep your insurance, folks. But man, it's just little stuff like that. It, it's little stuff like that that helps keep Pearl safe, helps keep its citizens safe. It, can it be a pain in the butt if you're, especially in these tight times under Biden inflation, under Bidenomics? Is it tough to have to see that insurance payment come out every month? Absolutely, absolutely. It don't matter who your insurance agent is. I got a great one. I'll refer you if you need it. I get it, but it's mandatory. I mean, I've had to trim other places. But I'm gonna keep that auto insurance. And not just, it ain't the tickets I'm worried about. It's the uninsured drivers. <laughs> you know, like, if you know, if anybody, if people, if people around here had any sense, you know, we could all agree to stay in our lane, stay off our phones, use our blinkers, you know, normal stuff, driving, you know, abide by the law. It might not, we might not have so many accidents around here, but it is what it is. 
I mean, if I'm if I'm down a vehicle, I'm out of job. So if I if my vehicle gets totaled out, I gotta replace it. I mean, I'll start my day. By by nine o'clock, ten o'clock every morning. By 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 ten o'clock, I've driven from Brandon to Flora, done a two hour radio show, and driven back to Brandon. I can't fly, so I gotta have a vehicle, or I'm out of job. So it's very, keeping my insurance up to date is extremely important to me. I, I'll skip meals before I skip paying that. All right. Shifting gears a little bit, we're gonna we're gonna take this to Chicago. How did the Rock say it? Finally, the Rock has come back to Chicago. Chicago blacks are mad as hell. They are mad as Hades, folks, and they're mad at Joe Biden. Barack Obama, okay, I don't know about Barack Obama, but it sounds good. They're mad at Barack Obama, and they're mad at the Democrat uh, National Party. They they said, if you think you're going to bring the Democrat National Convention here peacefully, after you've given all our free stuff, all of our resources, to these non-taxpaying non-registered illegals you're gonna give all our free stuff you're gonna let them skip in line and take our free stuff you got another thing coming and not to give away kim wade show kim wade's got a great deep thought on this i imagine he's gonna talk about it today i don't want not to get in his business but and i don't know do i want to steal his thunder but um i got my own thoughts here but kim's gonna have a good one if kim talks about this he's got a really really good point on this that he shared with me last night here we go this is a i don't know what you call these folks i don't i don't know if they have a i don't think this is black lives matter this is just a bunch of angry chicagoans for them you gonna have the same office for us oh by the way this is them talking at city hall directly to the mayor of chicago who of course blames all of chicago's problems on you guessed it the supremacy and maga for them you gonna have the same office for us that's right you don't hear any other community talking this plural talk. That's right. They strictly speak for themselves. You got to. The Chinese in Chinatown speak for Chinese, right? That's right. The Greeks in Greek Town speak for Greeks. The Hispanics in Little Village speak for Hispanics. That's right. Rightfully so. And black people speak for black. Oh yes, sir. Black Americans. We're not African American. We're not people of color. We're not black and brown, minority, BIPOC, none of that. People, no, none of that. Strict, this is about our people demanding the resources, just as you're giving these people, these newcomers who are walking into this country. And sister's correct. How do you take a new group of people that have paid no taxes, can't vote, and you put them in front of the voters? I'm not going to pay them no damn taxes. I'm not going to pay them no damn taxes. Amen. Say it louder for the people in the back. So we say this to you, Mayor, Governor, President. If you think that they're that powerful, that you have to acquiesce and answer to them over us, then you tell them to vote for you in these next elections. 
You tell them to support your Democratic National Convention. But we're going to show you how, how we feel about the Democratic National Convention. Turn it up. Thank you. If you think you're going to have a peaceful Democratic National Convention in the city of Chicago while our people are starving. That's right. Stay tuned. Stay, stay tuned. I love it. That's big energy. These are the people we need to wake up. And they're waking up. They are waking up. These are the folks we need. Hey, look, normally, and I'm, well, actually, not normally, right now, I'm going to say we told you so. Who told you this was going to happen? Who told y'all this was going to happen? We told you. America First told you this was going to happen. Now you understand what America First is? Black Democrats out there, urban cities, now y'all understand what America First means? It don't mean white first. It means America first. They're treating all of us like we're last. Y'all seen that meme on the internet? It's got the guy and his girlfriend walking down the road, and it's got another girl walking by on his next turn, and she's looking disgusted. We're the girlfriend that he's with. The new girlfriend are all the illegal immigrants coming into America, and the guy's the Democrat National Party. And frankly, frankly, the Republican Party, too. But we told y'all this was going to happen. And frankly, I'm glad it happened to you. Because so, sometimes you got to hit rock bottom to know you're at rock bottom. And y'all was at rock bottom with the Democrat Party. They, 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 they abused you. They took your vote for granted. And now it's time to teach them a lesson. I guess this is the second time I've said this in two weeks. I, I, and I promise it ain't by design. I guess Juicy Smoulet was right. Chicago really could be MAGA country. Because they just told you. You think you're going to bring that Democrat convention to Chicago peacefully? They're going to let you know how they feel about it. I like it. That's big. That's big eggplant energy right there. Let's take a break real quick. Come back. Guns and Gear text line 769-241-1944. The phone line would love to hear y'all's thoughts on this this morning. Should they send migrants to Jackson, Mississippi to teach them a lesson too so we can just go on and get them on the America First train? 601-879-0002. Back into the most incendiary show on the airwaves here in central Mississippi. And I would go, I would dare say, all of Mississippi, with the exception of my my dear friend here in the afternoon from four to six, Mister Kim Wade and Jameson Haygood, uh, fighting a good fight as well here every day from ten to noon. He he hits more national and global topics, unless it involves Madison County. He's kind of the he's kind of the Madison County version of what I do to to an extent. He he likes to he makes sure to hold those folks accountable, uh, but he also hits the global and. I hear people call Jameson like the Jacktown Alex Jones. I think that's a heck of a compliment because Alex Jones is right all the time. And we got our very own Alex Jones. And I mean that as a compliment right here at WYAB live 10 to noon every day. And of course, we have the legendary Kim Wade radio strongman four to six every day. What's today? Monday coming up next. We have Allison Lee Tharp from nine to 10 with her whole story health hour stay tuned for that allison is uh she's she's one of us man her her husband tyler great folks 
she'll be in here right after me. Hey, real quick before we go any further, let me tell you about the Christmas specials, uh, December specials over at Lakeland Glass and Tent uh, going on from now to New Year's Eve. It's their biggest sale ever, 50% off ceramic coatings. Guys, y'all know I've been preaching ceramic coatings since I got on these airwaves, basically. I mean, maybe within six months and be getting on this show, I, I started doing ceramic coating. I'm preaching it. They're using Expel products, and they're doing 50% off. Book it now, son. Book it now. I'm I'm working over there a little bit part-time here and there, helping them with ceramic coatings and whatnot. Help put your boy to work. Book a, book a ceramic coating while they're 50% off. What it, You may be saying to yourself, Clay, I don't need ceramic coating. I, I need some window tint. Well, 40% off ceramic window tinting. Now, the ceramic window tint, it's the top of the line. It's where it's at. It's what my, it's what all of our vehicles need down here in the dirty, dirty south when it gets to 120 degrees outside. So 40% off ceramic window tint. And look, <clears throat> you, you're one of these cats that like the PPF, the paint protection film on your vehicle. 30% off paint protection film. Now, I don't know if that's just like the front or the whole vehicle. Jason and the crew can discuss all that with you. You can start this uh, journey online at Lakeland glassintent.com lakelandglassintent.com or give them a call today where quality matters at 601-946-1000 601-946-1000 that's Lakeland Glass and Tent and of course you know if you need your windshield repaired or replaced they got you faded there as well lakelandglassintent.com let's take a call this morning hey good morning you on there we had a little technical difficulty there. Can't put my listeners through the static. I do apologize. Uh, try calling us back. Would love to hear from you guys this morning. Somebody else called a minute ago, and I accidentally left you on hold. I do apologize. Let's try this again. Right. We're, having the, we're having the technical difficulties with the phone lines this morning, fellas and ladies. The Guns of Gear text line, 601-769-241-1944. Don't forget we got Steve Robertson. Coming up with 247 Sports, and he just wrote a new book called When the Bottom Falls, about battling drug and alcohol addiction. Steve's a great guy. I've interviewed him a couple times before. He's like my rock and roll soulmate. I mean, we both love the 80s and 90s hard rock, heavy metal stuff, and new stuff as well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Eric says on the Guns and Gear text line, was late to the show, turned on as I'm driving, and all I heard was smoked butts. Thought to myself, y'all nasty. <laughs> It can get sideways here quick. Uh, of course, that was talking about great barbecue there. You know, Dagwood sent in a good text. And, and I like this. See what I love about this show? is I'll, I'll throw out my strong opinion, and you guys will try to reel me back to the center a little bit with your good ideas. Dagwood says, what Mississippi needs is a true no-fault insurance law. Your insurance takes care of you regardless of who's at fault. If you don't have insurance, then you can't make a claim. However... Attorneys will not let it happen. Many times, uninsured motorists will make claims against a vehicle owner that does that does have insurance. That's weird. All right, let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, Clay. Hey, brother. What's going on this morning? Man. Hey, talking about that clip you played, I think those people can already vote because they get driver's license and not even, don't even have a social security number or citizenship. Yeah, I know it's it's different laws, and they, they they're doing different things in different places. I think New York fast tracked 
their ability to drive and and you know get like a I call it an EIN number or whatever you want to call it. I don't know that they right. can. I don't know that they can vote because they still well, have I, to that, technically well, be citizens. The reason to vote. I was saying that I don't know about. I know in Mississippi I want to get my license renewed, and you can register to vote there also. Now they may let and them I vote. Saw a lot of that, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. I thought you had to go to your county to do and do all of that. But and then I pulled up, started reading on some of the laws. As long as you have proof of residence for 30 days, you can vote. Yeah, but I think you had to be a a citizen. Of your- I don't know. I've known someone got the voting card on each job site before Trump was in because a couple of them went back home when he got in office. Yeah. I would like to get deeper into that. Yeah, we'll take we'll take a look at that. We'll take a look. I mean, look, I've heard all this stuff forever that they're letting illegals vote. We all know that that's happening. And I think with Chicago, New York, a couple of these places, I want to say allow them to vote in local elections, or they were trying to allow them to vote in local elections. When you do a radio show five days a week and you have to examine news every day, I, so, I know. Yeah, I, I know they were pushing that a while back about that. Yeah, it's a lot to remember. A right to vote. Yeah, what else is going on? Oh man, just I've been detoxing. Kind of got up this morning, put it on that uh, fake network over there, and the first thing, twenty six things Trump's going to do to make the United States worse. Like you got to be kidding me. <laughs> on the fake network, so, uh, so man, they are so. I don't know what's wrong with. Oh, uh, they're going. They can't stand that he's the. This is what happens when you are beating the sitting president in the in the polls, and you ain't and you ain't a right. Democrat. This is what I, I was. I was. I follow a bunch of different newspapers online. Uh, the Tennessean. I'm always looking for stuff to talk about. A lot of crazy stuff happens in Tennessee, so I follow the Tennessean. And so up in Nashville, you know, man, they have these things, these little, these little bicycle bars that people drive around. You know, they they have a a tractor that pulls a trailer around with a pub on it through downtown yeah, yeah, Nashville. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. all kind of fun stuff. Well, apparently they've they've temporarily blocked the tractor situation, the tractor with the, the the rolling pub deal. And somebody was in the comments comparing it to the bicycle trikes and stuff. And a guy was making a really good argument for why that should be allowed and the tractor shouldn't. And I was like, you know, okay, okay. And then he he got down and he told the guy, but looking at your profile, I can tell you're a Trump supporter. So nothing I tell you is going to make any sense to you. I was like, you were making a good, valid argument and your TDS just struck you. And I, I know this is, I'm getting off topic here a little bit, but not really. It's like they, these people are hardwired to, to quote Metallica. They're hardwired to self-destruct, right? And right, it's just like right. they say I, something, then it's like you, you you throw Trump in there and sh- they short circuit. Yeah, TDS. Yep. I've been watching. I follow a little stuff on Memphis where they doing a uh, dash and crash, whatever you call, and up there spinning up, you know, just taking over the streets, just lawlessness. lawlessness. It's like wow. And I and I. I'm going to jump off here, Cliff. I hit a dead spot up here. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate Chris calling. Yeah, look, this TDS is real. It is legitimately real. I know we've joked around about it, and, you know, you, you get a nut job here and there. Y'all, nut jobs are welcome to call my show. Like, like um, who is it? I forgot one of you saying that uh, nut jobs skip the line. Detractors skip the line. Detractors skip the line. I, I I've been trying to recruit nut jobs, and I keep turning on conservative. Sean was supposed to be my in-house nut job, and he, he's a centimeter away from from voting for Trump. 
So I, I, I'm looking for fresh nut jobs. We actually drove Thomas out of retirement last week. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to, I got a story I want to hit y'all with before the top of the hour. I'm going to take my break real quick, come back, and that way I got time to finish out the hour. We got a crazy one up in Philadelphia. They're claiming, they're claiming racism just like Jackson does. But the problem is there's no whites to blame the racism's on. Very interesting story. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, be sure to check out how about my friends at Stonington Farm Beef. They're coming back up here in the next couple of weeks. They'll be back up here before Christmas with your grass-fed beef. 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished. Grass-finished is the key to this whole operation, y'all. We got And we've got some great grass-fed and finished farms around here, by the way. Uh, I highly recommend Stonington Farm, the good folks that come up here, they deliver. Uh, but it is if you're just looking at being a healthy option for your family, please try uh, the grass-fed difference. Uh, the grass-fed, grass-finished. Whether you're getting one pound of beef or one ribeye steak or one New York strip or a whole cow chopped up the way you want it, butchered, butchered to your liking, they got you covered. At Stonington Farm, they deliver up here to three local meeting locations in Florence, in Brandon, and in Ridgeland. Let's see, it's Berries in Florence, his Home Depot in Brandon, it's Joe T's Wine and Liquor in Ridgeland. Uh, and they come once a month. You can pay cash, card, however you want to do it. You go to their website, stoningtonfarm.com. That's Stonington with two ends. Click View Our Cuts. It's got the price per pound there. There's usually a ground beef special. Floating around six ninety nine a pound, and you'll you'll call the phone number. You don't order online. You call the phone number there. You're going to talk to the owner, Miss Katie Stonington. You're going to she's going to be able to answer any questions you may have. She'll take your order. She'll text you a a visual copy, a photo of your invoice, so you know exactly how much it's going to be. No surprises, and boom, you wait, and then you go meet them when they get here, and you will not be disappointed. That that hamburger meat, that ground beef goes so good and everything i actually have made hamburgers one time they were awesome but it's so good in chili and dirty rice and tacos uh, i bet you a meatloaf would be phenomenal and i may try that here soon i love meatloaf anyway stoningtonfarm.com here's a story i want to get to and something tells me that after our interview with steve depending upon how long that lasts that we could end up picking this one back up on the other side and frankly we may pick up some of these on the other side as they call it. Let's see. Let me go to my story here. Philadelphia has finally figured out that. <laughs> where's my. So bear with me. Philadelphia has finally figured out that ski masks are being worn for things other than to protect people from COVID. They're figuring out that folks that live in these urban areas are wearing ski masks and robbing stores. Again, simply could have just called Clay Edwards at 601-879-0002 and said, Clay, people are wearing ski masks to protect themselves from COVID, but somehow or another, it's also had a side effect of making them rob convenience stores and carjack people and Dollar Generals. What do you think we should do to stop it? Oh, it's easy. 
quit letting people wear masks in public that don't work. And these people are, you know, like I'm supposed to believe that that you're scared of masks. I'm sorry, that you're scared of COVID, but not of getting shot. Once you put on a mask and put a gun in your hand and you go demand money, your risk of catching some big boy heat exponentially rise. And your chance of that killing you over COVID, you've got a better chance of winning the lottery. You should be in there stealing lottery tickets. Scratch-offs. Let's see. Because if you... Anyway. Here's the story. Now... It's from CNN. How much of it's true? I don't know. Philadelphia lawmakers vote to ban ski masks in some public places. A move praised by police, but panned by rights activists. The Philadelphia City Council just passed a bill Thursday that bans the use of ski masks in parks, schools, public transit, and other city-owned buildings. A move they say will help law enforcement solve crimes, but the civil rights advocates believe it will criminalize people of color. The bill passed by a 13 to 2 vote will fine offenders $250 for each offense and up to 2000 if a mask is worn during the commission of a crime. Mayor Jim Kenney will sign it into law early next week according to council member Anthony Phillips who drafted the ordinance. Anthony Phillips must be a far right maga bigot, racist. Oh wait, nope. Black democrat? Hmm. They're waking up, y'all. They're waking up. The city of Philadelphia has been under siege with individuals who use ski masks to commit crimes, just like all other Democrat cities. It's caught on It's caught on to not just young people, but young adults who have made this a particular thing to do, Phillips told CNN. The Philadelphia Police Department can't tell who's a criminal and who's not a criminal, which makes it difficult for crimes to be solved in Philadelphia. Bring back, stop, and frisk. Bring back, stop, and frisk. We'll be right back on The Clay Edwards Show. All right, you've tuned back in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show, live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. As always, we're streaming worldwide at WYAB.com. And of course, if you miss any today's show, the podcast will be available usually by 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. As soon as I get done, I load it up, I try to clip it up, and I'll have this upcoming interview here with Steve Robertson as a standalone podcast as well so you don't have to listen to all my ranting and raving from the first hour if you just want to listen to steve this segment real quick before we get to steve is brought to you by reliable rental equipment right here in jackson mississippi look i was just telling kim wade the other day he was talking about what a nice facility they had and like it really says a lot when you decide to reinvest into your city despite some of the hardships around it these are the folks that we need to support uh, when the people who have gone into Jackson, when other folks were fleeing, they ran too. And they invested back into Jackson. It's very commendable. But aside from that, they got great prices and great and great options. Whether you need to rent skid steers, mini skid steers, mini excavators, excavators, outdoor lighting. You know, it's getting dark early. You got to finish a project. You got a deadline. They have the Taylor lighting solutions, got uh, diesel-powered outdoor lights. They got generators dumpsters, lifts, tractors, tractor attachments. They got a rollback dumpster special going right now. I believe I saw that on my Facebook page. Uh, Check with them to confirm at ReliableRentalEquipmentMS.com. Check out those air tow trailers. They are awesome. You, If you guys that do a lot of work for a living, a lot of hard work for a living, you got heavy equipment, 
that uh, requires a very low trailer to get up on. This thing drops to the ground. You drive up on or push your stuff up on, and then you raise it up, almost like a flatbed, except it doesn't have an angle. It goes flat down. Really cool technology. They're the exclusive dealer in the southeast for air tow trailers. They also take care of trees. They do tree services. They can cut them down and haul them off on the dumpster rental. If you don't have a crew to help fill up that dumpster, to clean up that lot or whatever you're doing, they can supply the crew as well. Heavy equipment, you don't know how to operate a bulldozer, but you need one, they have operators available too at daily rates. Check them out online. Tell Brad Patridge I sent you. Reliable Rental Equipment, MS.com, located right there on Meadowbrook Road in Jackson, Mississippi. All right, man, I'm really excited about this. I've got Steve Robertson on the phone. Steve, how are you doing this morning, brother? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I've been up since the crack of dawn and uh, working on some content. And You know, the thing that I've learned about life is uh, the busier I am, the happier I am. You know what I mean? It's like when you just sit around all day wondering what's on Netflix, you know, it's like life every day kind of becomes the same, you know. So I'm always working on something. Got some uh, big interviews tomorrow for the next book. I've already got, of course, the one we're talking about today, this has only been out a couple weeks. And, uh, I'm already doing research for the next book, and we'll write that and have it out next year for the holiday season. Yeah, so Steve just wrote a book called When the Bottom Falls. And if you want to purchase that book or any of his other previous books, check out whenthebottomfalls.com. I discovered Steve through uh, my my love for Mississippi State sports. Steve is a 247 writer there and uh, obviously follows Mississippi State as good or better than anybody in the state or the country for that matter. And But he also writes great books, and me and Steve hooked up and became buddies kind of through our love for 80s hair metal, 90s metal, just rock music in general. And uh, so that's kind of how we sowed our friendship. And Steve just wrote a great book. Y'all know uh, addiction is something that we talk about a lot on this show. Steve, I even started a for a while, I did a Tuesday here, and it was called Testimonial Tuesdays, where every time somebody would come in, they'd give their testimony on the radio every Tuesday. And um, as, as things kind of start to feel forced I, I pull the reins back a little bit, but we've had some local guys here kind of pick that, pick that gauntlet up, or I mean, take that take that baton and continue to run with it. And they've started some uh, testimony and recovery podcast, which I'm very very excited about. But um, so anyway, when I saw your book, it really hit home with me. You know, I battled addiction and stuff for a large part of my 20s and 30s, and and I know you did younger in life. What motivated you to write the book? Well, mainly to give people some experience, strength, and hope. You know, there are, you know, it's so interesting how life works. I mean, the thing about recovery is, is, you know, when I first walked into the rooms, you know, the 12-step meetings and things like that, uh, there there weren't a lot of people that um, were as transparent about it. And uh, there are a lot of people out there that say, oh, you know, we, we shouldn't talk about these things. I, I completely disagree I think we have to give people some hope. And uh, I, I was a hopeless drug addict, man. And that's the thing that I don't think a lot of people fully appreciate is if you know what I do now professionally and how hard I work and the time and effort I put in, I used to put in that same energy into my own self-destruction. And, uh, you know, thankful for the fine people in recovery that kind of helped me learn some coping skills and kind of changed my thinking a little bit. And so, uh, I'm just kind of stubborn in the right way. You know, when I make up my mind, I'm going to do something, I do it. And uh, I don't let anybody talk me out of it. And I think I've proven that. But uh, I was a very self-destructive person. And um, I really, when it came to life, I raced to get out. There was so much of it. I didn't find joy in life. And and that's where recovery has changed me. I mean, you know, now I'm a you know, father of uh, 
you know, four amazing kids that are very high achievers. I, I call them kids. They're all young adults now, but uh, i got a couple of grandkids now, and that's one thing that I talked about in the book. There was a time in my life I didn't feel lovable at all, and look at all these people that God gave me to love, and they all love me back, you know. And that's the thing about recovery is if we just do the right thing today and we start stacking those days up, you'll be amazed at how your life will change if you're pursuing the right things in life and rather than things that are that are self-destructive. Yeah, you know, Steve, one of the things I learned, and, you know, I, I still drink, so I'm a very transparent about that. So I, I definitely never, never want to come across like a hypocrite. But one of the things I learned when I've gone through, you know, stone-cold sober stretches and I see, and I see other people battle this too. They get, they get so hung up in. And look, for good, if you're going to have a streak, you're on a burner. It's a good thing to get hung up and saying, "I'm 100 days sober. I'm 200 days sober." But I see where so many people can they'll fall off the wagon one night, and because their sobriety streak is has ended, they're just like, "Well, I might as well just stay in the bottom of this bottle." And I just preach to as many people who will listen. No, nah, man, that's just that's just one bad day. Knock, knock the dust off, and just keep pushing forward. Start a new streak today. Yeah, when I when I go to meetings and uh, I always try to be the volunteer to hand out chips, and uh, one of the reasons that I do that is because I always want to tell them this: is that don't ever be too proud to come back and start again. Don't ever think, okay, well, okay, I was sober for ninety days and I blew it and I'm ashamed. Okay, well that that's your negative thinking talking. That's not your new life talking. That's not your higher power talking. That's not the people that love you talking. That's that little voice in your head that's led you astray in the first place. And I always tell people, we're not going to judge you. We understand that relapse is part of the journey for a lot of people. And but what happens is ego gets involved, and it's like I was like this early in recovery too. It's like I, I, I joke with people. I, I said I think I stayed sober the first two years out of spite. You know, just because I didn't want people to be right about me. There were so many people that were like, oh, he's never going to make it. He's never going to do it. And there'd be people in the rooms, I would say, well, I know what, it became a contest for me. I said, there's no way I'm going to relapse before that guy does, you know. And thankfully, relapse hadn't been a part of my journey. I got clean and sober December 10th, 1991. So if I can if I can make it six more days, it'll be 32 straight years, man, of no drugs or alcohol. And and I'm the exception rather than the rule, but I, I don't say those things or share those things you know, to give myself any sense of uh, pride or anything. And while I'm proud of my part in all of this, I was afforded a second chance at life, and I took advantage of that. Uh, I, I had a guy I heard in a meeting one day said, uh, I made the comment, I said, you know, the graveyard's uh, filled with people that didn't get a second chance. And this guy corrected me, and he said, What's well, half filled with people that didn't get a second chance. The other half is filled with those who got a second chance and didn't take it. And that has always resonated with me. And uh, I, I can just tell you, I'm living proof that if you suit up, show up, and try to do the right things today, and that's your focus, right? And the, the moment, that moment of trepidation and anxiety and craving and these feelings of, uh, of impending doom can be self-fulfilled, but they also, that moment will pass if we let it. That's the most important thing in all of this. It's like when you're in the throw of it and you're in, you think, I just got to go get higher. I got to go get loaded. If you just give yourself a little time, you know, that, that moment will pass. And, you know, even all these years being clean and sober, I mean, this time last year, I was in a really bad place. And there was a day, man, I really considered going back out. I did. And uh, you would think, man, that, that should never be a part of your life. But it is. It's kind of who we are and what we deal with. And and so I immediately went to work on my program, right? I went, I, I reached out to three of my best friends in recovery and said, I am in a bad place. Uh, 
and here's what's going on with me, and check in with me, and here's my plan for the day. If you hadn't heard from me in a couple hours, I want you to call me back. And again, the moment passed. I was able to get back into bed without drinking and using it. And that's when I said, you know what? This is the program working. This is you know, laying the foundation for when that, that day comes, when there's no mental, mental defense against that first drink or drug. When you don't have the mental fortitude to push through, that's when you've got to rely on other people. And I, I'm, I'm a very proud person. Like, if, if I ever ask somebody for help, I, I'm, at the, I'm at the bottom rung of the ladder, man. I mean, I'm just, I'm just not that kind of person. I, I'm just, I feel like I can push through anything. But when, when you get to that point, when you don't feel like it's you have the strength on your own, you've got to rely on other people. And that's a big part of what the book is about. Hey man, look, Steve. I, you know, I've been following you for years now, and you put this on Facebook, so I'm guessing it's public information. I noticed something, and of course, it's like hindsight's twenty twenty. Always, I noticed that you were flying out and spending more time with your wife while she was working. You were going out of town and stuff. And I said, man, I, I feel like Steve's doing that because he needs to be around people he loves. There's something kind of like maybe maybe there's something going on. But I know you were. I think you flew out to Arizona and you flew out to some other places and. Uh, you, you were spending a lot of time with your wife while she was on the road. So, I mean, being around well, people you love and stuff has got to be very important to stay to getting out of that depression. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that that was a big part of it all. I mean, she was travel nursing for a while, and we first started doing it. We're like, well, you know, we'll do this for a while and try it out. So she would do a contract. She went to Virginia. Then the next one was in Memphis. And so it was only, you know, we were going new places, but uh, – you know, I had work to do too. You know, we were, we were booking rock Vegas and we had all these other things going on. I got a website to run. I got teams to cover. And then I woke up like last November and I was like, what happened to my life? This is what have I signed on for? How did my wife get to be in Albuquerque, New Mexico? You know, why did I ever agree to do that? Right. And then we even re up the contract out there and I just woke up and I wasn't happy. You know, and I said, I'm, I'm just not happy with the, the, the shape of my life right now. And, uh, and that's what I think that the gift of recovery gives you. It gives you the ability to change your life in a very positive way. And I actually drove to New Mexico. I didn't fly. I that's drove. Right. That's right. I remember and, uh, that. You, you, and you those hours it. out on the road, man, sometimes just you and some good tunes. And, you know, you can put the phone on Do Not Disturb. And you don't have to talk to anybody. And sometimes just having some time to yourself is a good thing. Now, I'm, I'm always a big proponent to, you know, an addict alone is in bad company. But, but. I remember the day well, I'm watching the egg ball last year and uh, I was supposed to leave on Saturday and drive to Oklahoma city and spend a night, finish up a drive on Sunday. And I was so miserable watching that ball game, even though state won, that she wasn't there with me. And uh, my son looked at me all of a sudden and he goes, I'm not going to see you tomorrow. Am I? I said, no, you're not. And I drove all 17 and a half hours on that Friday to go be with her, even though she had to work that night. And one of her work friends, really more of an acquaintance, said, oh, it's just so romantic he would drive all that way. I wish some guy would drive 17 hours for me. And as I've shared many times, I would have driven to Alaska and boarded a ferry to Russia and hiked the mountain if that's where she was because I was not where I needed to be from a mental standpoint and a spiritual standpoint. And that's what I think recovery teaches us and life teaches us is that we need other people. No, no man is an island, as, as Henry David Thoreau wrote many years ago. But when you try to do it alone, you're going to fail. I'm yeah. just telling you. I, I've, I've 32 years of experience under my belt. When you don't rely on the people that you love and you're not open and transparent with them, you're going to fail. 
100% of the time. Steve, let's pause there. Let's take a break real quick. When we get back, I would like to get into kind of what your personal rock bottom was when you decided that I got to get, I got to, I got to change what I'm doing. Uh, so we'll be right back. I'm going to ask Steve that question. This is the Clay Edwards Show on WYAB. To the Clay Edwards Show. Real quick, this segment brought to you by Pure Air Consultants. Pure Air Consultants is celebrating their 20th anniversary of delivering exceptional heating and cooling systems to central Mississippi, and they want to offer you a rare free gift, free a free labor warranty for five years. That's right, a free labor warranty for five years. Are you tired of expensive heating, furnace repairs, or high utility bills? Specialties at Pure Air Consultants include heater installation, furnace installation, heater repair, furnace repair, heating maintenance, heat pumps, heat recovery ventilator installation, new construction build, thermostat installation, and more. Financing is available. Contact them today, mypureairconsultants.com. That's mypureairconsultants.com. Ream, a new degree of comfort. All right, let's go back to the phone. We got Steve Robertson on the phone. He's got a brand new book out now, When the Bottom Falls, about battling uh, about his battle with drugs and alcohol and getting sober and all that fun stuff. And uh, it's available at whenthebottomfalls.com, as well as his other books, such as Alpha Dogs, Start Villains, Flim Flam, and Dogpile. Steve, I'm, uh, this is the only one I don't have in my collection, by the way, and I'm uh, I'm going to place the order today for it, so... Really looking forward to getting into this one. Hey you there. You know, I appreciate oh, it. Yeah. I, I tell you, Clay, the thing that um, you know, you, you never know what to expect, right? I mean, you know, I've been working in the sports genre now since 1997, and you know, this is I wrote a book of poetry too. That was just it was really just a chance for me to kind of get some some things out there and try to remain relevant a little bit. But um, this is a book that I had to write, and uh, there's a lot of books about addiction that are written from a clinical point of view but not a lot out there from an addict that's been in long-term recovery. And, and, uh, it's not a mar- about marketing, you know, it's about helping people. And, um, when I got ready to write this, my agent said, well, what would you consider this to be a success? I said, if one person reads this and decides, you know what, I'm going to stop drinking, or I'm going to stop doing drugs. That's success. If just one person reads that and says, you know what, if Steve can do this, I can too. Cause they can't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, special in that regard. There's a lot of people out there working really good programs of recovery, but it's about giving people hope. And and I was very transparent. There's some things that um, my family didn't know about that I wrote in this book. And, uh, you know, shame on me for that, I guess. But, uh, you know, I got a couple text messages from my mom, you know, as she's reading through this. And, of course, she knows the person I am today. But, you know, I, I didn't write the book for her. You know, and I didn't write the book really for me. I wrote the book for the still suffering addict and the people that love them. And what what do I gain by writing some vanity project that I only talk about all the great things I've done in life? I mean, in order to really appreciate the top of the mountain, you got to talk about the valley, and that was really a big part of that for me. Uh, no, no doubt about it. Sometimes it's also easier to bear the naked truth with a complete stranger being the readers of the book than it is with the people closest to you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons that meetings work, right? <laughs> because yeah. there's a... You know, sometimes there's comfort in strangers because, you know, listen, I've met some people that have done some of the most outlandish things and, and that I've ever heard. I, I got secrets that other people have told me I'll take them at grave, man. And, and it's just one of those things that, 
yeah, all of a sudden, if people are, are capable and willing to be honest, and that was the hard part for me in the beginning, it's like I was so worried about being judged, you know, and, and uh, all of a sudden, I got a, a guy gets up there and talks about when he was drunk one day, like he was drinking in the middle of the day and, and lost control of his car and slid into a school bus full of kids, you know, and thankfully, everybody was okay. But it's like you start hearing these things, and you're like, well, man, if this guy can get up here and admit that, what, what's holding me back? You know, and and that's the big part of it. If we talk about rigorous honesty, and I had a conversation with somebody just yesterday that's going to be, uh, you know, attending uh, a recovery program and going into an inpatient facility here soon, and 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 I t- wanted some advice. I said the number one thing I can tell you is be honest with those people like you've never been honest with anybody. Don't hold anything back. Go get all that trash out of your system, uh, because there's just something about acknowledging your BS that makes it a lot easier to deal with. Because there's so many things we keep in our heads. We think, oh, they'll never forgive me. They'll never understand. That's not true because you'll find out that there are a lot of people doing a lot of worse things than you have. But you're letting your own nonsense kind of hold you back. And so I'm, I'm a big proponent for honesty, and I think everybody deserves credit for what they've done. They haven't done. And, you know, one of the, the probably the, the biggest adages from recovery that I live by is, you know, you're only as sick as your secret. So I don't try to keep any. Man, what what a what a great way to look at that, Steve. Um, I'd asked you before we went to the break. Kind of, just, I, I like people to hear other people's rock bottom. Like, what was the moment where they said, "This is it. I can't keep doing it." Because I think everybody's is different, and there's going to be somebody riding down the road this morning who hears yours and says, "That's where I'm at." That's my rock bottom, too. And maybe it can help save somebody. So uh, I'm going to give you the floor here, if you would. Uh, tell us what your rock bottom was. Well, the first thing I'll tell you is I, I don't really believe in rock bottom because oh. things can always get worse. And that's really, when you when you read the book, I mean, there's even one point in the book I say, as a reader, you're probably reading this and think, okay, well, this is when he turns it around, and, and you're wrong. Because I was one of those people and that's where the when the bottom falls matches perfectly with my life is every time that I would hit and people would like, Oh, well, this is it, man. No, I just kept digging. I just grabbed the shovel. And I kept digging and digging and digging. And uh, eventually what happened to me is I got arrested. And, uh, you know, I was, I was a musician at the time and, uh, you know, working just kind of odd jobs to pay the rent, hoping things were about to take off, you know, and um, we had some, some things going on and, uh, I needed to get some quick money really fast to kind of get the band going, and I made some real mistakes. And I got arrested for, uh, you know, four counts of commercial burglary. And uh, I was so far from where I needed to be that any step I took was in the right direction, you know. And and uh, I'm in the Lamar County Jail, and all of a sudden, you know, this my best thinking got me here. And uh, it's so funny. In the beginning, I didn't equate all that with drugs and alcohol. You know, I thought I was just, you know, making bad decisions. I didn't understand that my whole way of thinking had been tamed by the chemicals I was putting in my body. And my grandmother is the only person that I could get on the phone that was willing to cry. Like everybody else, it just wouldn't talk to me, wouldn't take my calls. And um, I needed that to recover. You know, I didn't need anybody to just talk, oh, it's all going to be okay. And so my grandmother came to bail me out. And uh, Judge Michael Eubanks, who was, uh, you know, I guess the district court judge down for Mary Lamar County's, uh, he made her contract. She had a written contract, and he made that conditions of my release. Like I had to agree to her contract, and the very first thing on her list is I will get help for my alcoholism. And um, they didn't know the depths of my use at the time, 
but I was so relieved to see that because I was like, well, I don't have to tell them, you know, they already know. And, uh, my grandmother loved me enough and kind of made the arrangements. And thankfully we had good health insurance. My parents did. And, and, um, I went over to Pine Grove Recovery in, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and I walked in there really just trying to impress a judge. I had no designs or plans to get sober. I just wanted to get through the moment, right? And I don't know. I guess I'd been there a couple of weeks just kind of flying out of the radar, and then one day they put me on the hot seat in group one day, and I began to realize that um, maybe there was some truth in all this, that maybe I was a drug addict and an alcoholic. And that was a difficult thing for me to admit, you know, because I was so young. And I thought, well, I still got a few good years of partying left and, you know, I'll get the band going and we'll go out and do this. But all that stuff, I, I just, I'll tell you this, if I had just been able to focus on, you know, the music and putting on a good show, we may have had a chance to do something. But the difference was I never knew where the line was. Like we could play at Kathmandu's or whatever. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it was a target-rich environment, right? And so everything else that went along with music became a bigger deal than even, you know, performing music. And, and um, Well, that was my same problem with on the nightclubs. I was the band together, and I was all excited about that. And I just thought, man, I can't go back into that element. I just can't do it. And and um, But the reality of it is is that at the end of the day, it took an arrest and took me going to drug rehab. And, and along the way, I kind of figured out that I was a lot more like those people than I was different. You know, Steve, you talk about you know getting the environment like it was. It became about everything but the music or about the 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 band. You know, I had the night. I was in the nightclub business for fifteen years or so, and I just got to where I couldn't separate the party from the job, and I had to get out of it for for a while. I'm still out of it, and people ask me all the time. Anytime a bar comes up available, man, you're gonna get back in it. You're gonna get back in it, and bro, I just know me. You know, I'm just like, man, I I can't. As much as I love stuff like that. I know my triggers, you know, for, 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 for excess <laughs> and being around that three nights a week, four nights a week is my trigger for excess, not success. Oh, I don't think there's any question. And, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, you know, it's like I, I meet people that say, well, you know, I, I, I can still do this and still do that, but I, but I don't use these drugs or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a proponent of complete abstinence, you know, but I'm not going to tell anybody how to live their lives. You know, there, there are a lot of people out there that they think that hey, they can manage that. And, you know, I, I would suggest maybe they're not a drug addict. I know this. I know that anything that I can get my hands on, um, I used. And uh, I was really addicted to everything that made me feel better about being me. You know, it didn't matter if it was drugs or alcohol or some cute girl that went to Bellhaven. You know, it was just it was about anything that I could get my hands on or I could experience. It just made life a little more enjoyable for me. And in time, you know, my remedy became my poison because, you know, you, you start pushing it. You know what I mean? It's like you don't know where the line is. And you don't you don't have boundaries. And um, that's the thing today. I live a life less fragile because I have some boundaries of things that I just won't do. You know, and it, when I was a young guy running around in drug circles and playing music and carrying guns, all that kind of stuff, there was no limit uh, to what I would do. And I, I didn't know where the line was. And when I did see a line established, I didn't care. You know, because I had this sense of self-entitlement, and I thought, you know what, if this will make me feel better about me, then I'm going to go do that. And nowadays, I'm a much happier person because I do have some boundaries in life, and I have a moral code that I live by. And, you know, these are things that are beneath my character, and I don't partake in those things. But it's taken a long time to get there, you know, because it, and nowadays everybody talks about, uh, you know, well, so-and-so is a real one. Well, I was a real one, right? I mean, I was, I was the guy. There was nothing beneath me. 
You know, there was nothing that I wouldn't do. And at the end of the day, what I found out is, quote, being a real one really just made me fake because there was nothing authentic about me at all. There was nothing about me that I was proud of other than the fact that I just didn't care, you know, and that's nothing to be proud of. And so nowadays, you know, you look at what I've accomplished and, and uh, that's not to put a, you know, a pretty bow on top of things, but uh, I lived a very riotous life that caused a lot of people that loved me a tremendous amount of heartbreak. But I'm happy to say now, you know, through you know the, the joy of recovery, I've made those same people awfully proud. Steve, that's the best answer I've ever gotten when I've asked somebody the question about rock bottom, and I, I it was actually staring me right in the face with the title of the book, and I and I just set myself up for that. When when the when rock when the bottom falls it is is the answer to the rock bottom question because it can always get worse. That was a phenomenal answer there, and I'm really glad I asked that question. Steve, I'm going to take a break real quick, come back. Uh, you got time for one more segment? Sure. All right, we got Steve Robertson uh, discussing his new book and more, whenthebottomfalls.com. You can purchase his book and his other writings as well, but we're promoting When the Bottom Falls today. So check that book out. We'll be right back with Steve Robertson. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey guys, get out to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's tonight, or have it delivered, or carry it out. It's Monday night football, it's Monday night wrestling, whatever you do on your Monday nights, do it with Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. The Daiquiri's are to go, the pizzas to go. Man, they're way more than just pizza. They got pasta. They got the best meatballs in town, according to Chip. They got the dynamite balls. I saw one of the best reviews I've ever seen for them the other night. And they mentioned the dynamite balls, fresh smoked, pulled pork, wrapped around cream cheese, deep fried, drizzled with a little barbecue sauce. You can't go wrong with the one of the best appetizers in town. It's called dynamite balls. Try them. Thank me later. You won't regret it. But uh, also the Wheel of Flavor pizza. They have 12 different specialty pizzas. You can put up to three specialty pizzas on one pie. Every pizza they sell is large. So, because they know you're going to want more than a small. You're going to want more than a medium. Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. I always recommend the pig, pig, pig. They don't throw frozen ham or frozen bacon on here that's already been cooked. They cook it from raw onto the pizza when it goes into the oven so you're not burning it. And that bacon fat and that ham fat drizzles down into the cheese. Mm-mm-mm. I wouldn't mind having some for breakfast right now. But you can, They're located right there at Fan and Mark on the res, 4 p.m. to midnight daily. You get... Get hungry late, Acme's got you taken care of. Stay out of those fast food drive throughs Acme, pizza, and daiquiris. All right, let's go back to Steve Robertson here on the line. Steve, thank you for taking time to hang out with us this morning, brother. Oh, happy to do it, man. Happy to be with you. Look, I, I want to shift gears a little bit here. Y'all be sure to check out Steve's book, When the Bottom Falls. You can order it online. Same thing, whenthebottomfalls.com. If, uh, no matter where you're at in your uh, short or long-term sobriety, or if you're at your rock bottom. Uh, maybe this is a great book that you can find some inspiration in. And uh, like I said, Steve is approaching uh, just a, a week or just a couple of days shy of 32 straight years, right? Yeah, if I, if I make it to December 10th, uh, I'll be 32 years, and there's a good chance that I will. So, oh, Come on down, young son. All right, Steve, a big event happened over the weekend. Uh, and I'm glad I got you on the phone because you're the one person in the world that I'd really want to talk to about this. Kiss played their last concert. Do you think? Well, it, do you think it was their last concert? 
No, you know, if there's ever been anybody that knows how to make money and milk things uh, better than Gene Simmons, I don't know who it is. You know, they they will put their logo on anything, and they're doing this virtual hologram thing. They're going, we're going to do shows in the future, but nobody's going to go to that stuff. I mean, only the, you know the really really insane Kiss Army members will do that. But uh, no, I think we'll find out that they may do like a Vegas residency or things like that. They'll, they'll, they'll be something. I can't believe they're done. But the one thing that I will say, the thing that I've always objected to, and I've met Ace Fraley, and when I, listen, Ace got me into metal as a kid growing up in the 70s in South Mississippi. You know, and of course we had, uh, you know, they had to burn those records, you know, man, in South Mississippi, you know, it's what it was. And Knights to me, and I was like, well, they don't want me to have it. I want it even more, you know. But uh, I had a chance to meet Ace out of Rocklahoma a few years ago, just walking around a casino floor, and I had a chance to go see him play uh, in Tupelo with Alice Cooper. And um, he gave me the pick after he played the Shock Me solo. And, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I became a Kiss fan, but um, – that was a special moment for me. You know, it just really was. It was even bigger than just meeting Ace and having a chance to talk to him. Just him handing me that guitar pick uh, with his, you know, face from the solo album on it. It's phenomenal. But, uh, yeah, Kiss got most of us into heavy metal. And, um, you know, but they Kiss hadn't had a hit, man, in forever. You know, but it's like they still sell out arenas all over the country. And it's, and it's not just because of the urgency of, I mean, never get to see him again. There's just a kinship with this band that, few musical artists truly have and uh i think that's an amazing thing but man these guys are getting so old and um you know it's just they need a bit of a break but i don't think it's the last show i think they'll they'll show up out of the blue on halloween or something and play a show in vegas yeah like I, that. I don't see them passing up the opportunity to do a couple shows there at the spear with the production and and all of that good stuff i think that's gonna be very enticing after a couple years off recharging the batteries and deciding they want to go do a you know a, a little short run in Vegas, I, I'd be shocked if that didn't happen. Well, if, you, if you're willing to write the check, I mean, Gene and those guys are going to show up, right? I mean, you know, I and mean, that's you know, but I, I'm with you. I think that's something they've never experienced before, and it might be something that we should invest in, right? Like if they decide they're going to play at that, that new venue, that's so incredible. One of my friends went out there and saw you two play, and I'm like, dude, I've got to go see that. What could be better than the visual performance of Kiss in oh, that venue? I don't, I don't know. I'm with you. I think give them a couple of years and maybe they'll have the farewell show part 50 or whatever, and uh, we can all ride out to Vegas and go check it out. Well, look, man, you know, like me and you are both Motley Crue fans, and one of the things that really grinds my gears is when people bag on these bands for coming out and still playing or uh, getting back together or, or whatever the case may be, extending farewell tours. I'm like, man, if they can die on stage for all I care, if there's people willing to see whatever version of the band is floating out there and they're legally using the name and somebody wants to buy tickets, man, let them rock till they die. I, I get so tired of people's making fun of Kiss fans or 80s rock fans or any, any band's fans because their band has gotten old or can't quite hit the notes they used to hit. It ain't about that. It's about the kinship and the party and the good time and the relationships you built with other fans throughout the years and the, the, the memories the music makes. Well, and, and there's nothing like hearing the original artists perform their signature songs live. I mean, I, I met Dan Doc, Don Dockin back in Biloxi, uh, back before the world went crazy, and Lynch Mob opened. Uh, I've met George Lynch before, but and uh, Don and I talked about it. He goes, hey, man, I hope it was okay. And I said, Don, it was great. And he goes, well, you know, I can't hit that big note on a loan again anymore. And I was like, Don, 
I don't even care. Just the fact that I get to hear you sing these songs matter. But back to the Motley stuff, I mean, I don't know many people that love Motley more than me. I got a Motley crew leg sleeve, you know. But, but I'll tell you what aggravates me about that is if you're off the bandwagon, then that's fine. But you don't get to keep lobbing shells at the people of us that, that are still on the bandwagon. The Motley's got new material coming out. I cannot wait me to either. hear what John 5 is going to sound like the Motley. And people are like, oh, they should give it up. You're free to give it up whenever you want to. But I think it's ridiculous to get on social media and bag these bands. You know what, what it would mean? Like, Think about this. If, if we found out that we could have gone to see Van Halen one more time with Eddie and Dave, wouldn't you have taken that trip? Of course you would have. Or if we could go back and see Jimi Hendrix or Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, there are so many legendary performers that are gone that we will never have the chance to see play live again. So why bag on the people that still want to go see Motley and Kiss? And i tell you this. I, I went to 13 shows with my oldest son here a few years ago, and I asked him at the end of the year, I said, what was your favorite show? He said, Whitesnake. He goes, those guys are real rock stars. And there's so many people today, and I hate to sound like a music snob, but I'll wear it. There's so many people. It's like, you know, when I go to a show, I want to be entertained, right? I mean, I, I'm spending you know, 20 40 50 100 bucks to go see a show, and there's so many people, it's like, oh, well, they're not nearly as good as this guy that looked like he worked a double shift at Subway and he walked on stage staring at his shoes. I'm not interested in that. I want to see a show, and I want to see theatrics, and uh, I think the music is, is enhanced. There's so many people today that you know get all hemmed up and that sort of stuff. But uh, you know, love what you love, but don't hate what other people love just for the sake of hating. Yeah, you know, you never hear people have these conversations about the Rolling Stones out there with – two original members and I'm, I'm not hating on them you know we're, we're actually thinking about going to see them just because of that very thing you just said it's kind of like bucket list they're coming to new orleans do i want to miss what could legitimately be my last chance to see the rolling stones just to say i did uh, we went and saw willie nelson right, what, what around his 90th birthday he was in brandon a, a month or so ago now can willie sing it like he used to sing it no but he wasn't trying to which made it one of the best most authentic shows i've ever been to i was I was just going because a bunch of people were going to be there, and it was going to be the weather was nice. I did not plan to cry three times during one of Willie Nelson's last performances ever. Uh, it was just that kind of event, that kind of emotion, and I plan. I use that experience moving forward. I don't care how old somebody is, if if they can still come out and do the show, and it's something I like, I'm going. Oh, I feel the same way. You know, listen, my whole attitude about that is this: you know, music is the soundtrack of life, man. And there are so many of those songs over the years that they fit a time frame in your life. And, and there's some songs that mean a lot to me that don't mean anything to anybody else. And there are things that we own in that respect. And, uh, you know, I try to be sensitive to that. I mean, of course I could talk about Nirvana and green day about what corporate rock creations they were for, for hours. But, uh, but my thing is this, whatever moves you or inspires you or makes you feel whole, listen to it. Doesn't matter if it's rap or bluegrass or country or, sky music or dance music or whatever whatever makes your life better listen to it because you ain't hurting anybody all right steve thank you so much for taking the time this morning his new book when the bottom falls is available at when the bottom falls.com steve one day we may actually talk sports but until that day farewell my brother looking forward to talking to you again soon see you soon clay all right peace out steve robertson with 247 sports and mississippi author like I said, new book, When the Bottom Falls, available there on his website, as well as his other books, whenthebottomfalls.com. I'll be right back to land the plane for the day.
Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, man, I enjoyed that. I think today was a fun show. Hour one, we hit a bunch of different topics. Hour two, we had Steve Robertson. Always love getting to chop it up with Steve. I wanted to get with him on his thoughts on the college football playoffs. Uh, congratulations to Ole Miss on getting to go to the Peach Bowl. There were some rumors they may not get to go to a bowl quite that well. I think they were kind of being pointed towards the Citrus. So congratulations to them. Great matchup against Penn State. Looking forward to that. Looks like FSU kind of got the short end of the stick, but that's life in the big city. You play in the ACC. It had a down year. If we were talking about basketball, y'all would have gotten the pick. But we're talking about football. And that's what we do here in the SEC is football. So congratulations to all the teams. And I, I love it. I love that Michigan is number one after all the nonsense they faced this year. I stand with Jim Harbaugh. That was cancel culture going after Jim Harbaugh. Now they get to play Nick Saban, and we're going to find out. We're going to find out if, if is Michigan for real or is Saban going to teach them a lesson. I'm looking forward to it. A lot of great matchups. I'm actually excited about football again. It's been a while. Shout out to my Dallas Cowboys. It was fun. That game last night was fun, that 49ers-Eagles game. I mean, it wasn't close necessarily, but it was a slobber knocker. All right, Allison Noe up next. I'll be back here tomorrow, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. ClayEdwardShow.com. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.